we're not all going to be sat with Oculus headsets on in a neon world floating around playing ping pong with Mark Zuckerberg. It's no. just not going to be that. While, while he smokes some meats with sweet baby rays in the background. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Off Script, a podcast for the tech community. Today we're talking about the metaverse and we're joined by Jack Sales from IMA Home. So we're in quite a disrupted uh, environment today. Um, we've got the decorators next door and we've got Louis um, demanding treats on a, on a regular basis. So apologies if this is rather noisy and distracted, but no more than usual, I guess. Hey, Do we get to demand treats or is that... Well, we had treats. We got the donuts, didn't we? Yeah, yeah I've got a taste for them now though, so... Mm. I have some dried sardines, if that's of interest to you. It's it's not not of interest. Okay, we'll I'm okay. See, see, how, <laughs> see how we get on. Um, so today's podcast. Yep, I'd like to introduce Jack Sales, who's going to talk to us about the metaverse. Hello, hi Jack. How are we doing? Yeah, pretty good. All right, a bit, bit peckish for some sardines, actually. <laughs> well, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm very well. Yes. How how are we doing? It's good to be here. Yeah, welcome. Um, so we're going to talk about the metaverse today, um, and hopefully, for me personally, to find out what what the hell it is. Because you're pretty clueless, aren't you? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was quite excited to find out what it was as part of this as well. So, oh, ah, well, that's awkward. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think the overarching point of it at the moment is there's a lot of a lot of definitions of what it is and what it could be, and we're only just starting out on that journey. So we'll we'll give an interpretation of it today yeah and we'll see how badly it dates into the future <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know the, the podcasts are just a point in time um we can we can evolve its meaning <laughs> <laughs> we might re- we might have to revisit it a few times i mean a lot of the stuff from a talk that i did on it before christmas is already out of date yeah to yeah. to give some sort of perspective on that i mean that's a disclaimer on technology in general i guess most of the time so. 100%, yeah. there's yeah. no point where the internet stops and the metaverse begins as well as it's no. all blurred yeah yeah that's it it's uh yeah it's it's a very exciting time but it's a very you go through waves of feeling completely bewildered by it and not really knowing what to make of any of it whatsoever and then you then you think you're getting a hold on it and it changes again <laughs> uh, so but it's, all, it's never a dull moment well, you were saying because of um, Mark Zuckerberg's uh, address at one of the recent Facebook conferences, the definition that they put out there was was not not different, but a, a deviation on what people thought it was before. And well, I mean, it was quite a good quite a good play on their part to hijack yeah. the term as it was starting to move into the sort of common vocabulary um, and to name their company after exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to be cynical about it, you'd probably say that. Mark Zuckerberg just didn't want to be the CEO of something called Facebook anymore, but yeah, we'll 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 gloss over that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think obviously there's now that's happened. There's the whole sort of like Web three terminology which is starting to come up to the surface, mm. and I think that's probably a, a better way of framing it. Um, it's it'll always get called the metaverse, but um, Web three is a good way of con- contextualizing it in the history of the internet and whatnot as well. So yeah, absolutely. So, should we should we start with the definition then? Uh, the current definition that may date, <laughs> but but in, in kind of your eyes, I guess, uh, Jack, wh- how would you define the metaverse? So, the there's a whole host of different things which are all converging together, and I think people have been talking about a concept which may or may not have had something to do with something similar to this previously, but we didn't have all the building blocks in place. Yeah. Hardware wasn't where it is now. Um, the mobile internet wasn't where it is now. Um, processors were too big. Um, everything drew too much energy. Batteries were rubbish. And as all of those things have all got better all at once, we are starting to see some building blocks of something that we can call a metaverse. But re- really, all it is is, a, as I was saying, it's, a, it's an evolution of the internet as we know it um it's it's if you think about web two well one and two as a as a filing cabinet you you 
you open a, you type in an address, you look up a file, you view that file, but you can only view that file in your viewer, whether it's a screen or a tablet or a phone or whatever. You can only view that one file at once. Um, and then if you want to open another file, you have to go and look it up and find another one. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Web3 is a bit more like High Street. So you can be looking at lots of different things at once. You can move between different spaces, different entities, hang out with people in a place or not. Yeah. Um, Would you that, say it always has to have a 3D element or is that just what some people think? <sighs> I think that that's how everyone's... Because it's all come through gaming there's naturally been that 3D virtual world bit tied into it. Yeah. And that's also coupled with the fact that XR isn't where it needs to be for for that to go away yet. Um, I think that um, we're, not, we're not where we need to be in terms of like having the real world with a layer of Web3 layered over the top. Like, you know, there's talk of Apple making glasses yeah ray banner having a bit of a play with it in with meta um if apple entered the market with something that was fashionable and people would actually wear then that that changes the whole game doesn't it well it's the same impact the iphone had on web 2 yeah you know at that point but i think knowing apple they'll probably sit back and let a few people Mm, make the mistakes (laughs) come back with something that will blow it out the water I mean, later on even with an established you know even with airpods i, I was i was adamant i wasn't going to buy them because i was i just didn't like the look of them um and i'm one of the biggest advocates of them now. <laughs> you pitched them to me earlier <laughs> yeah. it's great you can ignore people in a meeting and do the they watching just, up they just have a way to turn things into a, a, a status thing as well as an accessory yeah and I think if they decide to go two feet into this world and do it properly, mm. which they they won't release it if they don't think they can do it properly. So if they do, we're, we're, yeah, that's going to drop kick it into another gear, I think. Do you think persistently there is an important aspect as well? And is that possibly damaging to mental health, maybe? <sighs> we haven't. We haven't learned how to live... Well, we haven't even learned how to live with smartphones, have we, really? No. Because, mm. like, we don't we don't know when to not use them and i think that people have very unwittingly fallen into this very habitual very ritualistic kind of you know there's the whole reward thing of like pulling down is a bit like a slot machine to refresh and well, you yeah. wake up you check your phone don't you, you get a yeah. little vibration and a ping and yeah everything's good in the world exactly and i think we've very unwittingly fallen into this addiction um i think that maybe when when it isn't so reliant on a single device or a single thing that you have to channel all of your attention through, it might actually get better. Yeah. Because, you know, mm. we, we didn't have this thing before where everyone was saying, oh, we're all spending too much time with each other and, you know, we're all in each other's faces all the time. You just, <laughs> you just go somewhere else and yeah, do yeah. something else. Yeah. And I think because there's this thing that is attached to your hip most of the time, just tapping you and saying, give me attention, please help come, come here, do this. Mm. Like if that goes away, we, we might have a better relationship with it actually, because you could, if you, if you're done with it for a bit, you can mm. do something else or, or ignore yeah. it for a while. I think it depends on the application of it though, doesn't it? Because it, there's a, there's an article recently about your, your attention has been stolen by, by these devices and the way that they're, they're kind of designed is yeah. addictive behavior. I guess if that's, if, if it's more combined with your, your, you know, if it's a wearable or something like that, do you think there's also the, the possibility it'll get worse? I think another thing is people need to remember that they're in control of their relationship with these companies and these products. Mm. Like people forget that, um, the, the Facebooks of the world aren't building these things out of the goodness of their hearts. Yeah. They, you're the product. Mm, It's free because they're selling you. Yeah. And if, if, if if you're comfortable with that and you understand that, that contract that you have between them and you, fine. If you're not okay with it, get off it because it's never going to get any better. It's, it it won't change. That is their business model. Yeah. Um, You know, like you have to decide how much of your, how much you want to let them in. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't actually think companies like Google are bad. You just have to understand 
what, what they're doing, what yeah. they're doing, and, and your relationship with them. Yeah, like, I don't think Amazon are necessarily bad in terms of what they do and how they how they sell what they do. If that makes sense, yeah. they do do bad stuff. Don't let's not combine the two things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they all do bad stuff, but if you look at the way that the the business model works in terms of the relationship with the end user, you have to decide how much you want that to be part of your life or not. Yeah. And just understand that relationship. And I, I think, you know, as, as this does grow, there needs to be a bit of a, an honest conversation with people where the, the transparency has to come to the fore. And it's like, this is how we are going to exist yeah. along with yeah. you. That's, I mean, that's why Apple's interesting because they, they don't care about selling your data and they don't no. want your attention all the time. In fact, when you get onboarded onto a new iPhone, you can decide how much it's going to bother you. And I think the metaverse will have to take that route. And just like you can walk to a library and turn off loads of distractions and focus on a book, you should be able to do that in digital space as well and make it easy to do that. That's why I'm really excited that Apple do look like they are going to go into that space because at least when you buy an Apple product you know that it will be privacy centric yeah and it it has all of those things built built into it at its core mm. um that's it's nice it's probably why i won't buy any facebook sunglasses <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um just touching on because uh, you mentioned web3 is an evolution of kind of the the kind of key pivotal moments in the web I guess in that in that sense, you're talking about the progression of the technologies because there's, there's a weird thing happening at the moment with Web3 in terms of this elite group of people that are trying to claim what Web3 is. I don't know if you've kind of seen a lot of the conversation around it on, on the socials, but it's... Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the stuff that's kind of kicked this into where it is, um, is is part and parcel of the way that it's been easy to uh, bring it to the market quickly. Yeah. So a lot of people, there's a lot of memes and stuff going around about how NFTs are just um, like licensed JPEGs. Yeah. And some of them are licensed JPEGs, but you have to look at the what's going on underneath mm. to understand the, the, the scope of what is, what is there. I think it, you've got to remember the transition we went through from just downloading anything and everything from Napster to buying music. Yeah. yeah. Like it felt alien to buy stuff. Yeah. And that was a really strange concept. Yeah. And, when yeah. It, and then everyone got used to it. So are we just in that little tipping point maybe? Yeah. I think it's, it's, an, easy, it's an easy way for people to get their head around what an NFT is to say, okay, I'm an artist. I've never had a platform like this before. I'm able to bring my art to people in their pocket mm. and and get paid for it. How about that? Yeah. You yeah. know, um, and that is, it's a very, very simple method of understanding a very, very complex thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, in terms of what you're saying, the, unfortunately, a lot of people that had the capital and the capacity to understand what cryptocurrencies were when they were all getting going mm. um, meant that a lot of people, well, a very small, a very small number of people accelerated away very quickly in terms of they have a lot of um, crypto worth a lot of money. Mm. And, it, and it's turning into this sort of like, you know, billionaire boys club where they're all just swapping NFTs for an outrageous amount of money. Mm. Yeah. Um, and everyone else is going, I don't know what that is. And even if I did start to know what it was, I couldn't afford any of the stuff <laughs> floating around on it. Um, but, you know, I think as it grows and as more people adopt it and adopt the technology and understand it, it will become more commoditized. And, you know, um, it isn't going to stay as this. Like I said, the whole art and the whole art thing is is a moment in time it's a it's a good way of people getting their head around what it is and it's brilliant that artists are getting paid for their work yeah um but i think as that drips down and you start to understand that anything that's non-fungible is just a, a thing that mm. you can own a unique thing it doesn't have to be a 360 grand picture of a monkey <laughs> yeah it can be it can be anything yeah um i guess we've just got the environmental impact issues which is sort of plaguing web3 at the moment as well yeah. So the whole the whole um security element that's built into Ethereum and the proof of work aspect is 
very energy intensive yeah. by design. Um, yeah. But they're working on fixing that. Yeah, and well, and also the, the risks around someone just stealing all your stuff is is quite high if they get into your computer or somewhere where that that's yeah. stored. Yeah, um, and you can't go to, you can't go to the police and say, "Here, yeah, someone's nicked my stuff," because <laughs> they don't know what you're talking about. Where is the stuff? <laughs> I um, it's on I, the blockchain. It's <laughs> the cloud. So we've just thrown away hundreds and hundreds of years of like evolving ownership law that just gets booted in the bin yeah yeah i mean part of that's around the the centralization of it all and and the the whole reason it's it's been nice to see some of the conversation around stick it to the man you know as you were saying you know the the the, the alternatives of spotify and selling media in that way um but there's a reason that you sometimes have a centralized store of uh, of an audit trail and, and yeah. things like that yeah, because you need to be able to reverse things and yeah, and know who did what. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you think th- on the NFT thing, and w- you know, we are spinning off into something that is a very, very, it's a, it's an integral part of metaverse, but it's only a, it is only a part. But if you think about NFTs and think about the music industry, mm. think about what it's going to do for that. If 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 an artist can mint a song as an NFT, they can then apportion that up so they give. X amount to their management, X amount to their record label, X amount to their publisher, and they own that part of that smart contract forever. Mm. Mm. And then everyone else buys the track as as they would do normally, and it just immediately divvies all the money out to everyone. It it completely flips the whole thing on its head, and it's amazing for yeah. for artists. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Because um, when you think about an NFT like that, it is exactly the same way that a, a record contract works yeah it's just there's not people pushing pots of money around in the background it does it all by itself yeah so that is a really good use case yes it's one of the few that i've seen where i go ah that's good there we go yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. well i remember when you originally mentioned you know uh, a good way to look at this is is the initial application of a technology like this isn't necessarily the one that will stick so no your example was the the iphone with the first apps yeah um so when they first launched the App Store, I use this analogy quite a bit because whenever, whenever anyone says anything about Metaverse, they refer back to that first video of Mark Zuckerberg and it's everyone floating around in this neon <laughs> neon landscape yeah. with like, it just looks like a, a game. And everyone goes, well, I don't get it. Like, why am I going to want to spend all my time in this? And it's like, yes, I, I get that. But when the iPhone first launched and they launched apps there was the there was a whole load of new stuff in a phone that had never been in a phone before and we didn't know what we wanted to do with it we didn't know how to use it mm. and so the tilt sensor was there and yeah. so the, one of the first apps that came out and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will have had it everyone had it it was called iPint <laughs> yeah. it was made by Carling and you would hold your phone up to your face tip it back and the beer would disappear that was great everyone Brilliant. used it Fantastic! I I used it many times. Everyone <laughs> yeah. had a bit of a oh, yeah. You've got a you've got an iPhone, nice one. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's just because we were just trying to show off what a tilt sensor could do in a phone. How many apps do you see now that are like this? Is a revolutionary thing that uses exclusively the tilt sensor. Yeah, no. it, it's just found its place in the chipset. We know what our relationship with it. We use it, and we don't really even think about using it anymore. Mm. It will be the same with this. We haven't figured out what our relationship is with it yet. So we're using all of these things that grab the headlines to get people to understand what the premise of it is. Yeah. As soon as we've figured out what our relationship is with it, we'll learn to live with it and it'll just sink into everyday life as normal. Yeah. We're not all going to be sat with with Oculus headsets on in a neon world floating around playing ping pong with Mark Zuckerberg it's no. just not going to be that while, while he smokes some meats with sweet baby rays in the background <laughs> <laughs> hey Mark no it's no that's not that's not what this will be no. it's just so we're it. still very much in the eye pint like, we're in the eye pint phase yeah. now well we're not even there yet because there's well no I suppose we are I think the next bit is going to be where we get that tranche of hardware where we get that blended reality so like the Apple glasses, if they materialize or whatever, I'm guessing there's going to be some sort of version of Oculus where it's semi-transparent or transparent with a transparent screen. So you get dual realities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's when it gets quite spicy because you've got 
you've got lots of stuff going on. You, you know, imagine if you're, imagine if you're walking around and you want to understand what something is or you don't know where to go. And instead of getting your phone out and Googling it, mm. you just say to one of the voice assistants, I'm not going to say it because there's devices everywhere, <laughs> but you just basically get your assistant to say, right, what is that? Yeah. Or where am I going? And it's overlaid on on the uh, on the landscape in front of you. Yeah, that's when we're getting into a place where you're looking at true XR, and that's where this gets really really cool. Yeah, we could see them doing that with cars, can't you? Like yeah. projecting yeah, somehow so onto the road, so you just follow the line rather than looking at a sat nav. Yeah, yeah. So the new the new S class, the new Mercedes, and the, a few of the new uh, top end Audis as well have got the full windscreen HUDs now. Mm. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, the sat nav will just paint a big arrow on the road in front of you and tell you where to go. That's really cool. And I, I find it so distracting. I think I'm paying, playing like GTA or something. It kind of messes with my head a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. I think you do have to remember that it, yeah, you don't respawn. <laughs> you get one go at life. <laughs> it's a bit philosophical for this, sorry. There might be a problem not knowing if you are in the metaverse or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just get really pissed. Well, the thing that go you GTA be, in the well, real world. That's the thing. If you, if you dabble around with all these concepts too long, you end up in simulation theory again and that's mm. when it all gets a bit all gets a bit mad you need like the oculus rift boundaries but for, for real life then. yeah i think the the downside of this is that i didn't think pub quizzes could have been ruined anymore by <laughs> by by my mobile phones but you're gonna get you're gonna get like device bans in stuff where it's like everyone has to take their xr glasses off or everyone has to... Or just like, what are they called? EMTs or EMPs or something where they just oh, yeah. <laughs> shut down. They just put everything in a Faraday cage. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, imagine like, like who wants to be a millionaire or, or yeah. any of those games where it's just like, they're already having problems with people coughing yeah. or yeah. people sat next to someone on phone a friend with... Contestants you. without implants only. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a bit Black Mirror really, yeah. isn't it? It's very Black Mirror, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of the, the definition of the metaverse, I know you kind of started talking about how it's an evolution of, of that kind of directory into something a bit more. It doesn't have to be immersive, does it? But I guess the key point is that it's it's more natural to explore. It's I think it's more that it's just a, there isn't a there isn't a start or end point. Mm. It can it can dip in and out of of your life as and when. Mm. And if you want to go full immersive and put a headset on and go somewhere else. Yeah. Cool if you just want that blended sort of extra layer on the stuff that you're doing in your day-to-day life, that's what it's going to be, isn't it really? Mm-hmm. For for the most part, you know, it, it's going to be, it's going to be your life with a layer of, with a layer of the internet yeah. superimposed on top. Which is what we have now, but just not in that way. Like we're already distracted constantly by, yeah. by that media. It's yeah. just a different format essentially. Yeah, that's it. I mean, um, we 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 only have those dedicated portals to this other world at the moment. Um, either either a, a device, yeah, or a headset, yeah. And I think um, something that really annoyed me in lockdown is the endless Zoom calls, just because they are frustratingly similar and very different to meeting someone in real life. Like yeah. you can almost pick up on some of the like cues that you would in real life but not quite no. yeah. and it's that that makes you exhausted isn't it your brain's constantly trying to pick up on all those little subtle cues and you're overperforming yeah, yeah. In, like, in lockdown I, I'm still in that world <laughs> yeah. well yeah same <laughs> you, you, you remember the old lockdown don't you <laughs> um, but yeah you, you're, you're over you're overcompensating for for the fact that you're not sat in a room with other people. Massive, so, I do yeah. massive head nods, like yeah. just to really accentuate. I am agreeing I am. with you very <laughs> yeah. affirmatively. Because I'm a small square in, in this group of 20 people. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. really tricky, but it's, I guess as soon as that gap starts closing, that's where it starts to get closer and closer to. They, they, well, Meta seem to think that this, that this meets, they, they're doing sort of like Meta for work. And they seem to think that this full immersive like meeting environment thing, you can get those cues from people, mm. and you do you do see a bit more body language because it has a concept of what you're doing with your hands and your arms and yeah, your yeah. posture and stuff. I mean, I don't know how 
I don't know how good that can like what what's going to sense all that stuff mm. unless it's unless you need to sit in front of like a almost like a connect kind of yeah. thing which has got more skeletal tracking or it, it has to be something like that though it can't, it can't be you're like you wear sit, sensors you're going to sit in a meeting with two oculus uh, <laughs> handset things are you those ring things i don't no. know what to call them i do yeah. i do often clench my fists in meetings but not, <laughs> not for that reason <laughs> maybe it'll be like how the iphone's got that infrared it draws loads of dots on your face doesn't it if you yeah. have that in your laptop or in your tv or something there's um i think the new apple watch has got um it can it can sense what how tense your tendons are so it's an accessibility feature at the moment but you can you can select things by clenching your fist oh right oh, cool and i think that there's probably going to be a lot more of the rise of that kind of thing where it's like you're not putting you're not putting those suits on with like a, one of those morph characters with like ping pong balls all over you but Dude, like Gollum like, it might be that you have wristbands that can sense when you're clenching your fists and it knows where you're moving your arms but it needs yeah. to be a wearable to be accessible to the mainstream like like the apple watch doesn't yeah. it you're gonna have to put stuff on yeah <laughs> I don't mean that to sound as uh, <laughs> evocative, uh, provocative as it, as it maybe did. But do I have to do it now? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go put it on. I get it to big, huh? <laughs> you go. So, um, so I, I think it's it's fair to say that COVID has forced that acceleration in terms of how we look at these sorts of technologies. Big time. Um, yeah, well, we're not going to spend five days a week in the office anymore. That's a given now. Yeah. So this has just accelerated everything to do with meeting remotely virtually all that kind of stuff yeah like conference conference calls just have to get a lot better very quickly or i'm going to be very annoyed <laughs> <laughs> said to the world <laughs> yeah basically you're but, on mute if i hear that one more time yeah it's just it's like yeah i think we all took part in a massive experiment didn't we really without knowing it when yeah. they just said right everyone in your house that's it everyone went well this is shit <laughs> shit what now what you can like, send me as many food boxes as you need this is not going to get any better yeah but you know like we, we we're social creatures aren't we and it, yeah. I think everyone realised that everyone was all the people that do gaming mm. um, I say that as not a gamer um, they were all in this place oh together, they were loving it hanging like, out like yeah. Tom everyone's like, like I'm behind a bush like, yeah. he was no, loving not. it <laughs> you start you sat on the sofa in your pants, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Um, but um, yeah, it, everyone kind of cottoned onto that pretty quickly. It was it, everyone's hanging out in this place. Yeah, yeah. And so everyone went, well, that's that can't be an exclusively a gaming thing. Mm. But you know, like things like Fortnite, to kids. I'm going to sound old now. Kids don't kids these days. I tell you, <laughs> but they don't. They don't. They don't necessarily meet up and go out nowadays. Yeah, um, you visit the island on Animal Crossing, and that's it. Yeah, they they, um, they they've been hanging out in these places for ages. You know, like Roblox, Fortnite, Minecraft. The, and all yeah, that. My, yeah, exactly. They, that's that is a way of them meeting up and socialising now. And to them, it's completely completely normal and this I'm sure if you sat down with some of them that have been playing this for years and said oh metaverse they'd be like what yeah because we just go to the fountain in York and uh, yeah 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 and then yeah. <laughs> that's where you meet but if you meet in a virtual world why wouldn't you buy virtual clothes to meet your mate you can see how it all joins up yeah. can't you I mean it, it's it 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 does make sense I mean the the value of some of the stuff in some of these platforms is questionable eye watering <laughs> it's yeah. it's really quite nuts mm. but the thing that, that I, when we're talking about a true metaverse oh, hello. oh welcome hello. that was exciting <laughs> um, <laughs> it sounds like I've just had an idea doesn't it <laughs> uh, when you're talking about a true metaverse you can't have something that's centralised uh, to one entity like that anymore mm. because you know it. it's like having Monopoly money or a Legoland driving licence it, it only it it, well, like you're saying, if you turn, if you turn, um, I mean, I was driving on my Lego Land driving license for years. Apparently, it's illegal. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you, you're 12, you can't drive that. <laughs> but um, yeah, when you're talking about Fortnite, for example, uh, it was billions and billions of dollars mm. worth of, of virtual items have been sold in that platform. If they turn Fortnite off, 
that's gone. All your money's just disappeared. It's gone. Yeah. You can't you can't take all of those items away and say, well, I'm going to take my you know clothes or like things that I bought or weapons or whatever mm. and and take them into uh, store them in your house or whatever. If I die, will someone inherit my Habbo Hotel furniture? I certainly hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I've logged in for years, but I hope it's still there. <laughs> Does I'm it still sh- exist? I'm shotgunning the uh, the cowskin couch. Habbo's <laughs> having a bit of a renaissance because of all of this at the moment. Yeah, well, that was that was a really cool way of like meeting people, chatting, pretty yeah. nerdy. I remember you used to get back from school, go on MSN Messenger, yes. and then just wait for that little box to slide up because you only knew 10 people on it so you just wait for the box to slide up and you a, just chat to them appear offline appear offline appear, appear online. online yeah to get their attention yeah. oh, oh, you, oh you know, I'm on like oh, what a coinky dink <laughs> haven't just been waiting for you <laughs> um, um, but yeah like so it, when you when you're looking at something like that where you where you own stuff we're not going to have a true metaverse until things can move between these platforms mm. and and have that same value across those platforms um because otherwise there is that there's that fragility and that and that that danger that one day your stuff won't exist anymore and all that money that you gave to those people's yeah well i'm, I'm looking i'm looking in the in the show notes it's stuff like north face releasing it releasing a joint collection of avatars in pokemon go and virtual fashion and things like that and until yeah. you can take it with you it's you, you're very much wed to that single brand or game aren't you so yeah, I mean it's it's already starting. Like Ready Player Me is um, is a brilliant platform, which is metaverse centric by design. Yeah. It, that you you can create an avatar in there with the idea that they're going to partner with platforms, so you can take that avatar between platforms. That's mm. cool. So if you buy if you buy a, a a a North Face Gucci puffer jacket, you can wear it in Fortnite, and you can also take it into Roblox or Decentraland or Sandbox or can I be friends with Francis Bergois uh, on, on that team? <laughs> I, Have I you seen that collaboration? I hope so. It's yes. Unbelievable. Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, the whole relationship with the centralized ledgers and things only existing in one place and the, the worry of that is what kicked off Ethereum existing in the first place. Yeah. Because... Um, Vitalik Buterin, I apologise if I've said your name wrong. Vitalik, sorry. Because um, <laughs> he's listening, obviously. Well, I would assume so. <laughs> he, he probably knows a lot more about this than us. Um, <laughs> sorry, he, he should be the guest. I'm, I'm sorry, Jack. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm also sorry. <laughs> um, but he was a big, big World of Warcraft fan and they turned off a big part of something that he'd been working forever to to build up all these uh, spells and possessions that he had yeah. got turned off all that stuff disappeared and cried he, himself to sleep <laughs> he said that in, in his uh, in his quote which I will get for you I haven't memorised it um, Blizzard removed the damage component from my beloved warlock's siphon life spell I cried myself to sleep and on that day I realised what horrors centralised services can bring um, which is a little bit dramatic but the crux of the point is centralized services you are yeah. you are at the mercy of that the whole time and that's what caused him to write ethereum and when you get to ethereum you then have the smart contracts which is where nfts have come from so yeah. it all ties in and it's all it's all part and parcel of this so blizzard caused nfts pretty much <laughs> pretty much it's a rich tapestry <laughs> so uh- can we talk a bit more about the technology differences in terms of that decentralized model? Because it, I think the definition of what the metaverse is, is 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 clearer to me now, but how that's implemented isn't as clear. So h- how would we go about creating less of a Fortnite model for this sort of shop front, if you will, and more of a distributed version of that? Yeah. I mean, there's there are some overarching principles that are going to have to everyone's going to have to play nice basically oh dear (laughs) (laughs) so already broken (laughs) and on that bombshell it's time to end thank you very much for joining (laughs) but you know there are going to need to be some things i mean we've managed it before you know uh, obviously the internet is is a is a start point we're we're all moderately familiar with that but that is a thing that got given away Hmm. um it got opened up to everyone as a as a tool cheers tim (laughs) 
Cheers, Tim, if you're listening. <laughs> I mean, he's full of regret now, isn't he? <laughs> what, 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 what? He created a monster. <laughs> um, but then, obviously, you've got open media standards. Yeah. So we've, we know how JPEGs and MP4s and things work. Everyone's universally accepted those. But where does that evolve from there? Hmm. Um, there's going to need to be a lot more um, in terms of 3D items, 3D scenes, geometry vectors like how they're all interpreted that has to be universal Mm. um if you're going to move between platforms freely and and do what you want and look the same behave the same and then programming so how we take those assets and make them do stuff yeah that that has to be centralized or there has to be ways of interpreting that moving between them that's some that's a realm where you guys probably know a lot more about that than, than i do i guess the problem is everyone's going to try and make these silos as quickly as they can and attract yes. as many people as possible spend ludicrous amounts buying companies like microsoft buying blizzard and whatnot yeah mm. and then that's where we are now yeah and then what's next just for some philanthropic company to 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 open source something or what do you think i think that's that's an interesting one as well isn't it because it's with with the the kind of invention of the web, if you will, um, in terms of it being kind of a standards-driven thing rather than a, a kind of business-minded decision. How do you think we... Because otherwise, we're going to end up with just a, a bunch of reasonably large, disconnected worlds that are just going to be slung together with some crappy APIs. How do yeah. we get to that point where the standards really lead the way that aren't driven solely by massive... Because we, ha- we have yeah. that argument at the moment with... It's like, a difficult so, third album, isn't it? Well, yeah, because <laughs> because you've got, you've got the conversations around, you know, Google being a browser vendor, trying to steer the web in a certain way, yeah. Apple with Safari. How do we avoid that, I guess? Is, I don't is, think we can in the first stages. We had the same with Flash, didn't we? So Flash stormed ahead, made all this cool stuff, mm, and it was a what? single vendor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then... For HTML5 to catch up with that took a long, 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 long time. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be that, basically. <laughs> we do have the gift of hindsight this time, though. Yeah. And surely I would I would hope... Oh, I'm talking myself out of it before I've even said it. But <laughs> you would hope that people would say, all right, we learned, we learned the lessons of this the last time around. Surely everyone's better off if we... If we play together. nice, as I say, like yeah, yeah. it's it, it's funny though. You, you know, we we take the Mickey out of Flash, but Flash really was a, a pioneering technology. It, it, it created the first have a hotel style experiences. So yeah. it's it, it's done a lot of good. It's, it's got Amen. us. It's got us here, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, people. Steve Jobs really divided opinion when he put his head above the parapet and said, "Actually, we're not going to." We're not going to play ball with that anymore. And at the time, everyone was like, "No, play nice." But he was right. He was right. <laughs> like that was a that was a that was a that was a turning point in all of this, I guess. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, other ingredients of the metaverse. Then, so next one is hardware. Yeah, we've touched on that a bit already. It isn't where it will be, but we need we need XR hardware. So that's stuff that mixes the realities together. Mm augmenting the world in front of us yeah um but then you've also got vr so that's full immersive whatever's outside of that hardware doesn't really matter you're not engaging with it you're only engaging with the the headset itself and And ar running into walls and things like that oh yeah well the more the merrier on that it's it's very funny watching people (laughs) in vr headsets especially the first time they try one because they think do you know what i'm going to style this out i'm going to stay stood up (laughs) like, <laughs> see yourself mate all the best <laughs> or you've fallen over that's unfortunate um, AR we all know what AR is now we've been having a bit of a play with AR for quite a while now mm. um, the fact that LiDAR is in phones mm. yeah that's nuts it's mind blowing yeah. like and th- things like that I mean it's it's obviously only in the very very top iPhones I don't know if it's any any any, any my teeth in i don't know if it's in any android phones Mm. at the moment but that's the kind of thing where we're going to need sensors like that when we're looking at xr Mm. because you have to have that perception of you know things being covered by other things things moving around stuff or behind stuff if if you're going to have a convincing like Overlayered dimension on top of what you're looking at there and then mm. it has to have some sort of perception of because that's where it all falls down isn't it you yeah you 
you're projecting a 3D image of something on your floor and then your cat yeah. walks across and it looks <laughs> yeah. like rubbish. Just, just walks through it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Illusion the, shattered. Yeah. <laughs> all the dimensions just go to pot and then it goes massive, like bigger than your house and then microscopic because yeah. it's lost its zoom <laughs> level. And, yeah. Have you, have you seen that um, new uh, Ubiquiti app for mapping Wi-Fi yes. signal? It looks yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, bit of a side thought, but it just maps, it colours the, the surroundings based on the signal strength in each room and area. Yeah. But um, th- that's, Stuff like that is is what what we're gonna what we're gonna move towards with with metaverse. It isn't like I said before. It's not. Yeah. It isn't all these gimmicky game things. Like that's where we'll be. It will just be that you have that chipset in your like augmented into your life rather mm-hmm. than just via these little portals that we have at the minute. Yeah. yeah. So the thing that made me do the post about the iPint thing was a, was a training video mm. for uh, people that were training on how to use a cherry picker. And this guy has a, a headset on. He's, they're in a warehouse. The cherry picker is, it's literally just the cabin bit that you stand in. Mm. Um, so when he puts the headset on, he's on a, construction site he uses the joysticks it goes up he moves it around there's someone else on the ground that's directing it yeah because uh, he walks onto a little platform doesn't he exactly so it yeah. feels like he's stepping onto the cherry yeah. picker yeah and the thing is if you just let someone well i certainly know for a fact if i got let loose on a cherry picker with no, <laughs> no prior training i would crash it into things and then probably roll it um, whereas you, you you know you know risk to anyone in that situation mm. and that that is a real a real world useful application of what this stuff is going to be in the long run I, I guess that's the so we've, we've talked quite a bit about the the gaming implementation or the, the kind of more entertainment side of things but there's very much a real world application for this sort of stuff 100 percent um connected well-being was one of the things that was mentioned in the show notes again yeah i think um just teleporting yourself to somewhere else like somewhere peaceful during lockdown i was using my headset for that that was really nice but it is a bit clunky still like you know you're not but somewhere else like, yeah it's i mean i'm gonna say something that will probably horrify a lot of people now but it's got some some scientific uh backing there is a there's a set of dairy cows somewhere in the world i can't remember where it is it's not in the uk um but they are they've been kept in a barn because it was really bad weather and they gave them all oculus headsets the cows that is of like green pastures amazing like beautiful like rolling hills and stuff and the cows were found to be less stressed and not only that they produced more milk (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's I mean, black mirror shit but that, that is. is amazing but if you ignore the fact that they probably milk them within an ounce of their life <laughs> while they were indoors exactly that's what i mean it's like yeah. it's not it's not a it's not necessarily a, a a happy story but yeah when you're talking about mental health and well-being could you have that, a prescription could you could you say you have to use this for 20 minutes a day and it has a mm. actual scientifically proven benefit even though we know that you aren't actually where it reckons you are. The effect is the same on some level. Yeah. Well, because yeah. you, when on the roller coaster apps, when you look over the edge, you ha- hand sweat. Yeah. Like your yeah, body yeah. thinks you're there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same. Yeah. It is the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I guess with, with that as well, the, the wellness um, side is one thing, but do you think there's more medical application? Obviously, there's already quite good advancements in medical technology in terms of people doing operations from a different location with the robotic arms and things like that do you think we'll see more implementations for the kind of medical space with the metaverse people uh i've seen people uh rehearsing complex operations using oculus headsets Mm. so they'll do a cat scan get the 3d model of the inside of a person and then explore that in virtual reality Mm. and like rehearse an operation before they do it for real Mm. um you know if you're trying to again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna profess to know what i'm talking about in terms of medical science but if you're trying to find a difficult bit to get to should we say (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how else to say that if something's in the way of something else um and you you only get one shot at it 
yeah. it's probably best to have a practice go. I'd feel a lot better if a surgeon had had a go yeah. previous to cutting me open. <laughs> but someone has to be the first person, don't they? Yeah. So if you can make that simulation as close as possible. You don't want, to, you don't want the surgeon to turn up and go... Don't know how this is going to go, mate, but we'll, um, <laughs> anyway, put day. this mask on. <laughs> yeah. You'll feel a bit sleepy in a minute. There you go. Well, wait, wait, no. <laughs> I mean, I, for one, look forward to you both consulting to NHS in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> Windows update right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't want the blue screen of death in that situation. It brings a very different meaning to, to the blue screen of death. <laughs> it does. It does somewhat. Actual death. <laughs> Um, well, where do you go from there then? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking about things that can go wrong with Windows while you're in the middle of a life-saving operation. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot that goes wrong with Windows frequently, so I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Well, it's not exclusively Windows, to be fair. No, it's definitely Just computers. Not. Just computers in general. Um, I, I guess... How do how do you get involved in the metaverse? So you know, I think we understand what it is and what it's capable of. How if tomorrow you want to get involved in the metaverse? How does one do that? Probably work for Parallax or Intermarketing Agency. <laughs> sure, you can absolutely do that if you'd like to. Um, well, that worked out well, didn't? <laughs> nice little plug. <laughs> um, I do think that there is lots of nice opportunities to at the very very least understand crypto understand nfts i think mm. you know you don't have to like i said before you don't have to go and drop 300 grand on a on a board ape yeah image no um you can still engage with that community and appreciate the work that they're doing even if you're not buying it you can you can get involved with it and understand it. Yeah, I think there's also some really good courses out there, like the Unity are, are doing an AR VR course for free, which looks really good. Yeah, a lot of experiences are built in Unity, Pokemon Go, for example. Yeah, and I think that's the way that a lot of people are going to get into this space. Obviously, yeah. it's still very early days. There's a lot long way to go before it's it's there. But a lot of the a lot of the um, initial creators and in the and the platforms and the people that have been working on this stuff for a long long time are in the process of opening it all up as well yeah. you know the um niantic who who wrote pokemon go are working on a platform that allows developers to create on top of that platform yeah. right now um you know I, I think if you if you are in that space and you're you are a developer or someone that is sort of exploring the next frontier of this stuff i think it's probably good to understand like i was saying before like the sort of like open programming standards um you know, making sure that we're all focusing on that whole notion of building for something that everyone can engage with and, and enjoy and it will it will be better for it. Mm. I think if, if everyone is standing by those principles and, and building it in such a way where it is open for everyone, then mm. it will be better for it in the long run. Absolutely. I think you did really well there, considering there's some quite aggressive sounding going on in the background. I, I, I realised that that bit was a little bit ranty. No, but, but I was... Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was just just masking the sounding. We might edit that bit out. <laughs> not, and not another thing... <laughs> no, you can edit that out. No, no, it's good. I, I don't think it was ranty at all. I, I think the sounding is going to carry on for some time, so I think we just need to carry on. Um but you know, if anyone's interested, we can, I can show you photos of the finished um, finished paint job after. Uh, do you know what would be really nice is if you took a lidar 3D scan of it and we released it on the metaverse. Yeah, uh, can Let's I do that? Can I make some money out of it? Pro- probably. Fantastic. Um, yeah, sponsored by Lick Paint. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, is there anything else we kind of missed around this conversation? I think we've covered quite a lot of the the kind of main points around the metaverse and some of the applications is, you know, I mean, we didn't really mention where the whole term was first coined from, did we? Which was, it, it, was, it wasn't, oh, thank you, Lee. Louis <laughs> um, furious. It's extremely important that we, uh, that we do acknowledge Neil Stevenson's snow crash. Louis outraged. Yeah. Sorry, Lee, you are, you are correct. Credit where credit's due. Is, is, uh, is important. Yeah, I think I think for a lot of people, the first time they'd heard of that, the metaverse was from Facebook. Um, 
which obviously wasn't where where the whole kind of concepts and um, origin of the name came from. Louis deleted his Facebook years ago. He he doesn't want anything to. Yeah, he's he's can't he's happy now. We've mentioned you know we've, we've mentioned um, Snow Crash now, and and we're all good. <laughs> Thank you, Louis, for the reminder. Okay. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's important to recognise that you know uh, Facebook jumped on uh, and hijacked some of the. Yeah, the prior art, I guess. Yeah, they, they ruined they did. the term, didn't they? Yeah, which is why, which is why the whole advent of the Web three terminology is 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 sort of floated to the top now. For me, Web three always seems to be a bit more crypto leaning, a bit more blockchain. Whereas yeah. Metaverse, for me, is more three D. But I guess over time, that'll just evolve, and the the meanings will all shift. Yeah, I, I hope the meaning of Web three shifts more towards what Web two meant in terms of more focused on what the technology can do to advance that space rather than a kind of elite group of people trying to lead it through something like crypto or something like that. Yeah, definitely. I think the other thing is that you can't really look at any of these other things in, without without the internet in the frame. Like the, the internet is almost a given really, isn't it now? So you're not going to have many of these experiences offline really. Mm. Um I've spent a while getting my house to be all right. I think having to do up a virtual house as well would... would the amount of money that some of those virtual houses are going for is nuts. The same as real houses. More. Like, there's there's a... there's a, I can't remember what it's called. There's one which is like... It's it's meant to be modelled as if it was built on Mars. Yeah. Oh, that's sold for half a million dollars, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> is that not in the same space as the NFT, you know, the, the crypto bros kind of... Just, yeah. Is it just a rich person's playground? Uh, well, it is at the moment. And, and, you know, I think the thing about it is with that stuff, like the real estate thing is more interesting than the virtual property. Um, like building building these virtual places again is it's it it leans a little bit on the gaming side of things but the virtual real estate is you're basically buying server space yeah you know a lot of a lot of these like sandbox for example is just um some cloud-based server space you buy some of it and then you decide what you want to do with it yeah um people don't really think about it like that because they like to it, another, again it's another way of people understanding what the tech is isn't it like they're, they're, they're like oh they bought some land in the cloud yeah you're like you, you have you, you haven't no but it's a good way of people conceptualizing it and processing it and understanding it myself included Huge thank you to everyone listening and special guest Jack. Thanks for joining us. Give us a subscribe on Spotify, iTunes and all the usual places. Hope you'll join us next time. Cheers.